This message is a product of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. We thank you for engaging this conversation. Messages like this one are great resources to help us grow, but they cannot replace being a part of a local church. If you're not actively a part of a church, we encourage you to find one near you that fits you, visit it, and get involved. And we hope this message gives life to you today. Enjoy. The first thing you notice today is a reality that we in this moment need to all face, and it's this, that we'll all face storms. Every single person in this room is going to face a storm. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. There are storms that are coming. But here's the good news about that, that there has never been a storm that caught God off guard. There's never been any storm that blew into your life that God was like, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that was coming. As a matter of fact, God knew that storm was coming. It's never caught him off guard. I love the reality that's painted in Psalm 46. It's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And it it says that God is our refuge and strength. Our refuge, our place to hide in, our strength, the strength inside. Not only is he around us, he's inside us. He's our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Always. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the time of day is, no matter whether you were expecting it or not, always ready to help. So we will not fear. Why? Because he's always ready to help and we trust him. We will not fear when earthquakes come because I trust him. We will not fear when the mountains crumble into the sea because we trust him. We will not fear though the oceans roar and foam because we trust him. We will not fear though the mountains tremble and the waters surge. Why? Because he is always ready to help. There's never been a storm that caught him off guard. But we're all going to face storms. The second thing in your notes, the next one, is that some of the storms that we face can be forecast. Some of the storms that we face can be forecast. Some of you are in the middle of a storm right now that years ago, looking forward, you said, I can see that coming. I I I know, I, I can see this. You didn't do anything about it. You didn't change anything. And now you're living in the storm that you, yourself, were a- you were able to predict this is coming. It's so interesting to me that as you read Scripture that meteorology existed well before Doppler radar. There's this passage in Acts 27 where the Apostle Paul has been arrested He's going to go on trial before a high-ranking Roman official. The Apostle Paul is one of the most significant um, individuals in the early church. And and he's been arrested for, for numerous things, but mostly for spreading the gospel, inciting riots, those sorts of things. Right? And so he's going to be taken to Rome. He's now being arraigned. So he has to be transported. He's going to be transported by ship from where he's being held. 
And in Acts 27, it records this. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. And Paul spoke up to the ship's officers about it. Men, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. I feel as if the Apostle Paul was looking into the future and predicting a storm. There's something that's coming. I can see it. You can't. If we go on, if you decide to set sail right now, now obviously the, the, the conditions and the time of year seem as if it's not good because the, the conditions are prone to storms. But I'm also aware of a, a story of another guy who got on the boat who was going the opposite direction of the way God called him to go. And I know that when he ran from God, that boat went into a storm as well. And I know that God's called me to preach the gospel. He would say in Philippians, as long as I'm alive, though it would be nice to be dead and be with the Lord. No, I feel like the Lord wants me to be alive so I can be here and proclaim it. If you're going to put me on this boat, you're going to take me away from my calling. I can go ahead and predict there's, there's a storm coming. There's a storm coming, and look what happens. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. Notice they're doing everything they can to be safe. They're close to the shore. They're looking for a light wind. But the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength burst across the island and blew us out to sea. He was able to forecast a storm. Some of y'all may be saying, how do I forecast a storm in my life? How do I forecast that storm? Well, the way you do it is you notice your own sin. You notice your own sin. A few weeks ago, I asked you to take a personal moral inventory. Let me just be honest with you. If you're, if you're doing finances outside of the will of God, you can forecast that you're going to have a storm in your finances. If you're allowing things to exist in your heart that you know God said not to let exist in your heart, God has said don't do that, but you're allowing it to stay there, and you can forecast a storm. There are some storms that we can forecast. But then, we'll, face, we'll all face storms that could not be expected. We'll face storms that could not be expected. There's no way in the world that we could have expected or anticipated that the storm would blow into our lives, but there it is. It's a moment in the ministry of Jesus that's very similar to that. It happens in Mark 4 kind of goes like this. As this evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat, started out, leaving the crowds behind. But soon, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. I want you to notice something about this moment. 
They are exactly where God wanted them to be. And they are in the middle of a storm. They are exactly where God wanted them to be. And they're in the middle of a storm. Jesus said, let's go. They went. And they ended up in the middle of a storm. And I want you to know this. About some of the storms that can't be forecast. That some storms simply aren't your fault. They're not your fault. Now, sometimes we do things that are dumb. We spend too much money and we have a financial storm. We say something dumb to our wives and then we have a relationship storm. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about, okay? But some storms simply aren't your fault. And some of you get in the middle of a storm in life and you feel like God's punishing you. Can I just tell you this? I want want everybody to pay attention to this. God has no desire to punish you. Do you know why? Because all the punishment for your sin has already been taken out on Jesus. All the punishment for your sin has already been taken out on Jesus. But God will discipline you. There's a difference between punishment and discipline. See, punishment is punitive. It's, it, it, it's paying for what you did. Discipline is redemptive because it's teaching us a lesson. And from a distance, they, they look alike, but they are not the same at all. And sometimes we go through storms and it's discipline. Sometimes we go through storms because of other people's sin. Because we love somebody and they did something and now we're living in a storm that is caused by something that we didn't even do. But look at what was happening in the boat. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Some of you, that's your reaction when you get in a storm. You look into the heart of God and you say, God, do you even care? When really, God has you in the perfect position for you to get what only you can get in that moment. See, sometimes God gets us out of our comfort zone because it's only there that we can learn the lesson that we need to learn. Sometimes it's in the storm that we'll get what we could never get when we're comfortable. And there are different types of storms that we're going to face in life. Different types. Some of us are going to face relationship storms. We're going to face those moments when we do something stupid and it hurts somebody that we love and then we're going to have to deal with the consequences of working through that with them been there before you've said the stupid thing you've had to apologize you've had the stupid thing said to you and you've had to deal with the hurt and then the forgiveness we're going to have relationship storms we're going to have work storms how many of y'all have ever had a work storm i've had a work storm 
All right, plenty of us have had work storms. I can remember sitting down with my friend Mike, who's 62 years old, was laid off because the company that he worked for finally realized that we could hire somebody that's a third his age, pay him a third his salary, and get them to do twice as much. Sometimes we just get it inverted. We don't realize what's important. And in that moment, Mike was in a work storm, and it was causing, and causing him to rethink his life as he had devoted his life to that company. We face, we face work storms. Some of you work with people who are difficult, and it creates a storm. Some of you have difficult bosses. Church staff here, y'all can raise your hand. You're a part of it, I know. Okay? Sometimes we face health storms. We get that call from the doctor. Blood results are in. We need you to come in. We need you to talk about something. Why do they always do that? Why don't they just tell you on the phone? All right? Well, you got to make me wait two or three days to come in and figure out what's wrong with me. All right? It's crazy. I can remember leaving on a trip. We were going on a vacation. I got that call from the doctor. Your blood results are back. There's something wrong. We need you to come in. Well, I'm going out of town. This is all I'm going to think about for the next week when I'm on a cruise. This is not good. And some of y'all, it's been worse than that. You've heard the, the terms cancer and, and terminal. We're going to face health storms. We're going to face financial storms. Some of those financial storms are going to be storms that we created. We spent way too much money trying to buy stuff that we don't need to try to try to try to impress people that we don't really even care about. Uh, but we're also, some of us, going to face financial storms because there's going to be stuff that just happens. The AC is going to break down. and We're not going to have enough money saved to fix the compressor. and it, It's going to be difficult. We're going to face financial storms. And I think one of the most difficult of them all, we're going to face heart storms. We're going to face heart things that, storms that kind of rage within us. We're going to face those in our lives as well. Sometimes when anxiety and fear and depression hit, we, we just don't know what to do. And it feels as if there's a storm raging on the inside of us and we feel overwhelmed and inundated but the truth is is that I want you to know that in the middle of the storm something is happening so I want to take you back to the real story behind this film and I think that as we look at that we're going to see what's happening in the middle of the storms that we face in life you see Tammy Lee Odom was caught in the middle of one of the fiercest storms to ever hit the northern Pacific it began on October the 5th as a tropical depression over Mexico, just as they were leaving Tahiti. All right, just as they were beginning their sailing voyage. But five days later, if you know anything about the development of tropical storms, this is rapid and fast. Five days later, it is Hurricane Raymond with winds at 145 miles an hour at its center. An eye formed. 
if you've ever been on a sailboat, you know they don't have motors to kind of jettison out of... The, they were caught in this. There was no way out. And sometimes in life, we're just caught in the storm. There is no way out of it. They were caught in it. But she survived for 41 days adrift at sea. 41 days. Here's a picture of an article where she was interviewed by the Chicago Tribune. That's a picture of her immediately after she was found in the, the ship in the background. There's several things she says in this article that I think point to what's happening when we go through a storm. The first thing that's in your notes today, I want you to see this, is that every storm has a purpose. Every storm has a purpose. Every storm that we go through in life, God is doing something in you through that storm. He has a purpose for it. It didn't catch him off guard. He knew it was coming, and he has a plan to use it in your life. She says in that interview, look at this. I prayed to God a lot, even though I wasn't a very religious person. How many of y'all have ever been there? You've hit that financial storm. You've lost your job, and all of a sudden, start praying. I ain't prayed a whole lot in a long time, but God, I need a job. I need a job, God. We hit that health crisis. We haven't sought God a whole lot. We haven't read our Bible. But all of a sudden, we're praying, and we're praying, and we're claiming scriptures, and we're doing all that sort of stuff. Why? Because we're in a storm. And every storm has a purpose. And for her, a very unreligious person in the middle of the storm, she started praying and praying and praying and praying. We see this in Romans 8, 28. Look at this. We know that for those who love God, All things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Can I say this? God is working in a storm. God is working in a storm. There is a purpose for that storm. And if it's not good, He's not done working. If it's not good, He's not done working. Because what does the Bible say? That we know that God is working all things together for the good of those who love. So if it's not good yet, he's not done. See, in the middle of a storm, something happens to our hearts. Storms cause us to seek. Some of y'all have been there before. You've hit that crisis in your marriage and all of a sudden you weren't you weren't seeking God and now you're praying and you're reading your Bible and you're saying God I just need I need you to show up I need you to come in I need your intervention some of you have hit that health crisis that health storm and you've started to seek God God I need your healing God I need you to be here why because storms cause us to seek One of the greatest purposes that God has for a storm is that it causes us to seek. But storms do something else. Storms shift our perspective. 
so funny to me how the things that annoyed us a couple weeks before we had a storm encounter will not annoy us after we get into the middle of the storm. The things that bothered us and we worried about caught our attention that we get into the middle of a storm and all of a sudden our perspective shifts. There's this quote from her in the article. She says this. I had water, Odom said. I had food. I had a sail rig. I had wind. I had current. My head was healing. I mean, there were just too many pluses. I knew somebody up there wanted me to live in the middle of the storm. Richard anchored himself to the outside, to the mast, to try to guide the storm through. She anchored herself in the inside. She remembers the boat rolling one time. She was knocked out. She woke up to the boat upright. Richard was nowhere to be found. All the communications were destroyed. But the pump that created clean water worked. She was able to rig a sail. There was enough food on there to last. And in her words, I'm not a very religious person, but I know God was looking out for me. There was somebody up there. Why? Because her perspective shifted. In the middle of a storm, See, some of you have been there. You've heard the words cancer. And then you've come home and looked at your kids. You don't care how high, how high the grass is anymore. You don't, you don't care what the house looks like. You just, you just want time. You just want time. Some of you have hit a, a, a financial storm. Where all of a sudden your, your income was disabled. And all of a sudden what, what a dollar looked like a few days ago, a dollar looks totally different now. Some of you have hit relational storms. You thought somebody was perfect. There's nobody's perfect thought that you could build your life on somebody and you can't build your life on anybody other than Jesus. You hit that storm and shifted your perspective to realize that the only place that I can really build my life is on Jesus because Jesus says very clearly that storms are going to come. And if you've built your life on anything other than me, when the storms come, they're going to crash down whatever you've built. So if you've built your life upon a relationship or on financial security, if you've built it on how you feel today, if you've built it on what your emotions are telling you, then there's going to come a day that you're going to experience a storm in the middle of all of things about stories is they have the potential to shift our perspective to what really matters. So what does God want us to see in a storm? Because storms help us see. What 
is God wants to see. As it shifts our perspective and the storm helps us see what we need to see. What does God want us to see? I want to take you to an answer that's found in Ephesians chapter 3. This is one of my, again, favorite passages in all the Bible church first started, we would read part of this aloud together. But I want you to look at this in light of what does God want us to see. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Remember those inner storms, those heart storms. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp. And the word originally used there actually means to perceive or to see that you may see how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know, again, the word literally means to perceive and to see this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure all the fullness of God in the middle of the storm. God wants you to see Him. And He wants you to see that even in the middle of the storm, He loves you. And that His purposes for you are good. And that though it may hurt for just a moment, that what He is accomplishing in you is worth the pain. Because God cares more about your com- about your character than He does about your comfort. See, in the middle of a storm, God shifts our perspective, which is why some of us, before storms, we have big problems. But when we go through a storm, we see how big God is and how big His love for us is. And when we get done with the storm, we have the same problems, but they're little problems. Because they're little in comparison to how big God is. Sometimes, what happens in the storm and what we get in the storm, we can never get in moments of comfort or convenience. So now, to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could all ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be the glory in the church throughout all generations forever and ever amen thanks for listening this podcast has been a production of vortex church in albemarle north carolina for more information on our church we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com